0: Hello and welcome to Saints Live, the final whistle. I'm Steve Forbes.
1: And I'm Kenzie Benali.
0: Well, it wasn't the end to the season that we were hoping for as Southampton succumbed to a 4-1 defeat away at Leicester. And now rejoining us to discuss the game, we have Dean Hammond and Adam Leach. Uh, Adam, what did you make of the match?
2: Oh, disappointing, <laughs> disappointing Steve, honestly. I, I was hopeful we were going to finish with something uh, positive to take into the summer, but unfortunately... I wouldn't say more of the same. That's a little bit unfair, probably. Even though the scoreline was one-sided in the end, the, the first half felt a little bit flat in general, but for both teams, I think. Um, but I think Leicester really came out the start of the second half, uh, determined to to try and get the win, and Saints unfortunately just didn't really react um, well enough to the amount of intensity and pressure that Leicester were able to exert on them. And and in the end, unfortunately it was all, all too easy for, for Leicester and they were cutting through a will really. And it's pretty difficult to remember more than one or two opportunities that Saints managed to create during the entire match. And, and I would argue that even at least one of those was, was a half chance rather than a, a, a really good chance. Of, um, it's a really disappointing day. Uh, definitely. Yeah. Um, the 15th, 40 points, it's, yeah, it doesn't feel great right now. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the same for Ralph and the players as well. We've got to take this into the summer and not just this, but but this caps off a, a pretty horrendous run that, that they've had into the um, end of the season. So, yeah, just a disappointing way to finish. Um, uh, yeah, I think we've just all wanted a bit more positivity
0: uh, do you agree with that, Dean, that Southampton just couldn't get
3: out of first or second gear today? I'd have to echo Adam's thoughts really, really Steve. It's, um, I think he used the right word. Just disappointment, really. Um, I think going into the summer, you want to find, try and finish the the season strong with at least the performance. Something you'd like We've mentioned it many times this year. You can't control the result. Um, but yeah, I think just disappointment. Just There seems to be a lack of belief, I think, attacking-wise for Southampton, whether that's within the players, whether to take that risk. Um, when they did get into certain areas, players were taking an extra t- touch to try to make um, sure the ball was in the right position, weren't playing instinctively. Um, I don't think, in fairness, I don't think it was a 4-1. I don't think Leicester were brilliant, um, but they they d- deserved to win. They were more clinical uh, when they had opportunities. And like Adam said, you can't really look at Southampton and say we created chances. Castle has not really had many saves to make, maybe from Nathan Redmond with with the header. Um, but they were few and far between, really. And again, I think it just comes down to those individual mistakes um, that have cost Southampton over the last probably 12 games of the season, which is kind of going to reflect on how we judge the season, unfortunately, because I think this season they've they flirted with brilliance. There's been some performances that we've all loved and been really excited by. Um, they almost teased us and we, we try not to get too carried away on the show, but we do at times because um, I think going into March we were in a great position in quarterfinal of the FA Cup, flying high in the league and and kind of discussing where this team, this team could go really with their development because we were all really, really confident. It's kind of just faded out and I think that probably summed up the performance today, which is Unfortunate. Like I always say, you can never question the player's effort. I don't think you can ever do that, which is a positive and a plus. Um, but I think they just, again, lacked a little bit of belief and imagination today, which um, sits with you as a player over the summer. I'm not going to lie. We'll sit with you and um, hopefully the players can go away and reflect and, and come back raring to go for, for next season. And it'll be interesting to see what happens in the summer.
0: Well, before we talk about the game in a bit more detail, here's how it panned out, courtesy of BBC Radio Solent.
4: Good afternoon from the King Power Stadium to everybody. Now, Lianko might have handled that. He misjudged it, miscontrolled it. Then it looks to me like he tricked Vardy up. I reckon there were two fouls by Lianko there. Schmeichel clears long for Leicester, right down the middle. And Lianko can only head it up 30 yards. goal oh, and he's given it to Vardy. What a save. And then Madison scores on the follow-up. 0-0. Dear, oh dear. So the drop ball that restarted the game, Saints not happy that Leicester didn't give them the ball back. And then lovely skill from Harvey Barnes to nick it past Ward-Prowse and feeds Vardy, first touch takes it away from Lianko, he's into the box on the left, back onto his right foot, 2-0! Needs some quality up front as Armstrong's done well, gets a 1-2 off Redmond, it's brilliant, has to be a penalty! It's given, Tielemans is unhappy In Southampton's captain and top scorer up against Schmeichel, scores, blasts it past him. Here's Madison, left-hand edge of the penalty area, curls it to the back post, oh, and Perez has done it again. Saints goal counts for nothing, really. as no-one goes towards him, and then he plays it out wide to Pereira, who drills it into the six-yard area, and that's a fourth for Leicester. And I think it's that man, Iosi Perez, again, and
1: John Moss says that's enough for... The season. Yeah, well Adam, let's kind of go into the specifics of the match then. Uh there were first half goals in every Premier League game except ours. Um there was a Vardy penalty appeal though. What did you make of that and the first forty five as a whole?
2: Well there are other Premier League games today. <laughs> Somebody should let me know what happened. Was, um Yeah, it was uh it was not the uh first half of uh of Dreams, was it? It was just very very end of season feel to it to be honest in that first half it was kind of like two teams who didn't feel like they had a lot to play for struggling to really um commit themselves one last time I think um the penalty appeal itself I I didn't think it was a penalty I think it was the right decision uh, I think I think that, um Vardy's kind of on his way down as the tackle is is sort of about to be made and then pulls out the tackle and Vardy's kind of going down anyway, I think. So I, I felt like that was actually the right decision on that one. Um, but probably to be fair, 0-0 was, I, Leicester were probably slightly the better team in the first half, but only slightly. And they, they probably didn't deserve to lead. So actually 0-0 at half time was, was I think was probably fair. Um, but you could see from that first half that you just had that sense if either team could just, just up their game a little bit, just bring a bit more intensity. And as Dean said, actually c- quite correctly, a bit more um, of a clinical touch in the final, in and around the final third, especially in the build up play, that the, there were three points there for the taking. It was just probably a case of who was actually going to be able to do that if either team. Unfortunately, in the end, it was obviously Leicester. Yeah, well,
0: unfortunately, we didn't also have to wait long for a, a goal in the second half either, Dean. And it came through a defensive
3: error from Lianko. Yeah, it did. And unfortunate for Lianko because I thought he actually marshaled Jamie Vardy pretty well today, especially in the first half. Um, He reacted really well, to be fair to him, after the goal as well. He had a one-on-one situation with Harvey Barnes where he defended that very, very well. A last-ditch tackle against Jamie Vardy when he's going across the box and he was almost going to score. Um, But with the goal, you know, the first goal in these sort of games is really, really important when the game is really, really tight and there's not much in it and didn't deal with the first header. I think where he lose sight of it, um, lack of concentration, where he thinks he's going to get a free header because it's um, the ball just come back in play and Jamie Vardy's not really pressing him. And then the second header, you just see as he, as he goes to attempt to head it back to McCarthy, he's, I think it's his right leg kind of loses balance and he, and he heads it and gets no power in it. And With Jamie Vardy closing you down like that, he's, he's sharp and he anticipates it. So It's just being aware of the situation. A nil-nil, maybe try not to be too clever. Just deal with the situation. Get the ball away from the box. And it's an individual area where I think if that goal doesn't go in, maybe it's difficult for for Leicester to break Southampton today and it probably ends up at a closer game, maybe even a a nil-nil because there wasn't many opportunities in in the game. It was pretty much a, a stalemate. So, unfortunate because... They're so easy to eradicate those sort of things. And he'll be frustrated with himself because, like I say, I think he put on a pretty decent performance today in the way he marshaled Jamie Vardy and the way he defended. So I'm sure he'll have some um, personal frustrations.
1: Well, a bit of controversy around that goal. I mean, the Saints clearly unhappy with the fact the ball wasn't given back to them. Adam, what did you make of all of that?
2: Yeah, I mean, there's two thoughts on that, really. One... Um, well, I guess John Moss thought he was going to have a nice, easy retirement match today, uh, which he, which he certainly didn't actually, because it got a little bit feisty at times. Despite the fact that kind of there wasn't loads of goal mouth action other than the goals, um, it actually did get a little bit tasty at times. And uh, and I think Saints had a had you know it was not a straightforward one. I don't think, but Saints had a right to be annoyed about it. But I think you you see this too often um that just because something like that has gone against you i mean what's happened there whether you're whether they're right or wrong it's, it's to me to my mind it's kind of almost irrelevant because actually leicester have got the ball what midway in their own half you don't need to concede a goal from just because you didn't get that drop ball and the, the way they conceded it was so basic and so simple. Um, that, that actually, you know what, you've just got to get your head back on it, okay? Maybe he's made a mistake, but you, you know, it's a—you've given Leicester possession after a break in play midway in their own half. You don't need to be conceding a goal five seconds later because of that. And I, I hope—I genuinely hope—we don't hear too many complaints about that after the game, other, other than a bit of an observation. If if a Saints still strongly disagree with it, having had the benefit of probably a lot more. Uh, rollback on the replays than than we've had uh, because ultimately you shouldn't be conceding those kind of goals they're really really very basic errors um but the it's the kind of thing frankly you just see so often the the players you could see on the as it came back the six seven players complaining to the referee as the as Kasper Schmeichel sailed the ball over their heads they're still complaining um you've just got to get your head back on the game uh Yes, there's a, there's a bad mistake from the Anko, who I, I agree with Dean, I feel sorry for because I thought he otherwise played really well. But but Saints in general, you just, you, you can't be culpable like that, whether it's a mistake or not, you've got to concentrate.
0: Well, uh, Leicester's second goal through Jamie Vardy came after Southampton had imposed a bit of pressure on their opponents today. Do you want to talk us through that period, Dean?
3: Yeah, I think Southampton were having a bit more possession, Steve, and getting a bit more territory. Um, whether it was pressure, I'm not too sure, but um they were taking a few more risks. The fullbacks were playing a little bit higher, um, taking a, committing more players forward, and it just left them open to to the counter-attack. And when, you know, Leicester have got players that are quick on that counter-attack in in Harvey Barnes, he wins the ball back, um, he rides one tackle, two tackles between Cole Walker-Peters and, and Stuart Armstrong and plays the ball into Jamie Vardy. And you can see that the Southampton was stretched because Jamie Vardy has a really heavy touch, actually. But he gets away and he's one-on-one with Lianco. And like it's easy for me to sit here. I've played with Jamie. I've watched Jamie for years. I know he's going to cut back on it onto his right foot. He's never going to shoot with his left foot, especially when he has that second touch within the box. But you have to say that's, you know, Jamie Vardy is best one-on-one situation. He's waiting for Lianco to commit himself to dive in. As soon as he does that, he checks back. He's got brilliant balance, keeps his feet very well, and then just plays it into the near post. So you can't really complain because it was what Southampton needed to do. They needed to put more pressure on Leicester. They needed to try and create an opportunity. And you only do that by committing more players forward, taking more risks and you are vulnerable to the counter-attack. So classic Leicester, um, brilliant on the counter-attack and a classic Jamie Vardy finish. So no real complaints, really.
1: Well, the Saints got back into the game from the penalty spot, which gave them a glimmer of hope for all of two minutes. Uh, What what, what did you make of that period of the game, Adam?
2: Well, it was nice to have some hope. Um, (laughs) I I enjoyed those couple of minutes. yeah, I mean it was a it was a stonewall penalty and you expect Prowsey now, you kind of just expect him to step up and put it in the back of the net, which he obviously did. Um and at that point, I guess if you if it just felt like okay, maybe there's something here for Saints to in this game. I think at 2-0, to be honest, I'd kind of written it off. I thought well, they're probably not coming back from this, but as soon as they've got that goal, you feel like right, there's really an opportunity for them here uh just unfortunate that did moment didn't last really very long at all um before before the game was was really put beyond them but yeah i just it's it's again it's these moments in games for saints I, i know that the sort of phrase game management is very uh uh fashionable at the moment but it kind of it is true for saints that they do they they do lose themselves in in odd moments in the game. Maybe you could say that with that first goal. Maybe again in that period when they've got the goal back, that's when they kind of really just need to consolidate and then go again and try and get that equalizer. As whereas well unfortunately for them, they kind of don't manage that situation. Perhaps they go too gung ho. Perhaps they're just all out instantly. Right, we're just going to throw everything at it and. Leave themselves a little bit overexposed, and 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 then you're out of the game again. It's just again, just perhaps being a little bit more smart in those moments that there's something they need to work on going into next season. Yeah, well, Leicester's fourth goal added a bit of gloss to the scoreline for the Foxes, but
0: Dean, it didn't really feel like a, a fair reflection of the game. Then ending four-one.
3: No, I didn't. I don't think it was a four-one. If you'd looked at the uh, the result and you'd not seen the game or any highlights, you would expect to. Uh, a four-one result is where Leicester have been really, really dominant. Um, Alex McCarthy's had loads of saves to make. They've had corners. They've had territory. They've had lots of possession. It was pretty even, except for Leicester being really clinical. Um, but you know, it's a good finish—the fourth goal. You know, Perez has come on and, and scored two goals. It's it's Leicester. You know, they've moved the ball very, very well. The weight of the pass from Tillman's is great, so Ricardo can run onto the ball. It's a good pullback. Um, good positioning from from Paris to hold his position and an excellent finish. But Adam just touched on it there. I think it's good for the players to, to learn from this because there has to be a point within games where the game doesn't get away from you too quickly. I think that time Southampton can potentially stay within the game. You know, it gets to 2-1, Can they have five, 10 minutes of just control, calm, compose themselves and not having to, Right, like we've got one back, we need to go and get the second straight away. Maybe just see how the game's developing because there, there was time at that moment. But that comes, that comes from the players. It's, it's a young squad and you have to learn from, from these situations and, and these moments. But I don't think it was a, a clinical 4-1. I don't think it's a thrashing, um, but it is a 4-1 result. And, and Leicester were much more clinical and, and Southampton today didn't really create anything.
1: Well, let's hear from Ralph Hassenhutel now. Here's what the Saints boss had to say after the game.
5: Ralph, let's start with the controversial moment of that game, the opening goal. Have you had an explanation as to why you didn't receive the ball back given you were in possession of it when play
6: stopped? No, no, I don't have an explanation because uh, the rules uh, when you have the ball and the referee stops the game, you should normally get the ball back. But uh, today it was different. So everybody can explain to me what happens at that moment, why they're immediately pressing us, and uh, yeah. Uh, a very, very uh, unfair situation, I must say. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Just how frustrating is it? Because it changes the whole complexion of the game at that point for
6: you, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have been until that, that moment good in the game, um, didn't give them a lot of chances, and then you have to take like, more risks. You have to open you, you give them for the counters uh, the space what they want to have, and then it's tough to, to 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 play. Yeah. What did you make of the general performance overall today? Uh, with the ball, we showed some some good patterns. Uh, never stopped playing. Uh, also, the pressing was working. We were much more active. Had 50% possession, I think today. But uh, yeah, uh, in the end, uh, not really a lot of uh, yeah luck, if you want, or, or whatever. What what happens in a moment to us? Uh. It was
5: a bit of a cruel end to the day for Adam Armstrong with that head injury. How is he doing at the moment after that?
6: Uh, he has few stitches over the eye, I think, and uh, we'll have a look uh, how he's. Yeah.
5: Shame for him as well, because he was putting in some serious effort there and, and giving them some problems.
6: Yeah, today it was the time to, to show up for everybody, and uh, I think uh, some did a, did a good job today.
5: Season's come to an end, and it's, it's been one of extremes again for you. Some real highs during it, and obviously some lows as well. How do you kind of sum it all up now that it's come to a conclusion?
6: Yeah, we stayed in the league, that's the positive thing. We had never something to do with a uh, with relegation battle. Uh, this was the season, I think, uh, uh, the most important one. Uh, before the season, I think a lot of people had us on the list for being a relegating team, but if you want to make the next step, we have to change in the summer a lot of things, and this is what we'll do.
5: Yeah, What are the things that you need to change this summer, and how big a summer is it for you?
6: Yeah, uh, <laughs> we must uh, come to the point that we can see the definitely. We will have a new, some new players also uh, in the defense. Uh, what we what we are looking at, and then we will hopefully uh, be more compact next season. Just to wrap
5: up, you obviously had tremendous support again from the away fans here. A lot of them following you. Have you got a message for them now that the season's come to an end?
6: They were grand They were fantastic. We tried to give everything uh, today to make them proud of us. I think we we showed them passion and 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 uh, effort, but uh, in the end, uh, yeah, I think um, we have. We have had a committed uh, uh, group here, and um, this is what we need to have.
1: So, a fifteenth place finish for Southampton. Then, uh, Adam, what are your views on that?
2: Uh, trying to choose my words carefully here because I, I would say disappointing, but I, I don't. I don't want. I don't want to be overly critical in the sense that, um, in the sense that I think they've probably overall underperformed when you look at 40 points this year versus 43 last year, and I think given where they were kind of two thirds of the way through the season, I think there was a lot more in this season for them than they've managed to extract out of it, finishing what in the end five points above the relegation zone was it? It's not really, it doesn't really feel like a reflection on, on kind of how you feel about the season bar these last what, six, eight weeks and, and, how, and how that's gone. Um, but I, that's why it feels disappointing. I mean, overall, is that a reflection of the quality of the squad they've got? Is, is 40 points over a season, is that is that right? I would argue when you look at if you look at the Premier League squads on paper, they should be better than that. Um, should they be extraordinarily better than that? Probably not but i think realistically for for this club for this team i think the progress into that mid more mid table like area i'm not saying they have to have a top 10 finish but that sort of, you feel like 10 11 12 that's very achievable for southampton and so to be down in 15th yeah it doesn't doesn't feel great to the end of this season i don't think it, it's it's yeah overall i think your your some your generous summary is that They've done averagely because they've not flirted with relegation, really. So main job done, but nothing more than that has been achieved, really. Um, And I think that's a bit of a shame.
0: All right. Well, uh, Dean, before the game, we did hear Adam's full assessment of Southampton's season so far. Now that all 38 games have been completed, how would you sum up the campaign?
3: I think it's an opportunity missed. I think that's where the frustration is and maybe the disappointment is because Southampton got themselves in such a good position going into March, like we've mentioned before. If you look at the season, an FA Cup quarter final, which is good, you know, a a cup run, um, drawn twice against Man City, a brilliant result away at Tottenham, which I think was one of the performances of the season and comeback of the season, a brilliant result against um, Arsenal at home where we saw Southampton play a little bit different, which is good for this squad. There's some development in that where they they held a shape and played on the counter-attack, which we haven't seen much from, from Southampton. So I think there's some development there. But I think that, and what Adam's trying to say, the disappointment is you go into March and you think, where could the club go from now? And if you look at the fixtures, I think the disappointment is in the fixtures. I've written down here, you lose 4-0 to Aston Villa. There's a 2-1 defeat to Newcastle, a 2-1 defeat to Watford, a 1-0 draw with Leeds, a 2-0 defeat to Burnley, a 2-1 defeat to Palace and a 3-0 defeat to Brentford. Now, I think that there's seven out of 11, 12 games there where you would expect to do a little bit better. to you know, to pick up a few more points, finished 11 points off 10th. I think out of those fixtures, I think you can almost get the 11 points and then it looks a completely different season. So, on the positive, there's been some brilliant performances. You know, we've been at St Mary's Live where we've seen the games and we've been in fantastic mood because there's been some brilliant football, some aggressive pressing, some great goals. We saw from goals of the season uh, earlier before the, before the game in the show, some brilliant goals. But I think the frustration comes there where it's just an opportunity miss for this team to, to finish a little bit higher, to finish on a high note, Um, You always feel a little bit lower when the season doesn't finish, doesn't finish quite how you want. And I think that's the frustration and the disappointment because there has been some, some special moments this, 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 this season, but just an opportunity missed out where they could have easily finished 12th or 10th. And then it's a completely different picture.
1: Well, Dean, Adam, it really has been an absolute pleasure uh, to speak with you throughout the season. Uh, Thank you so much for your company and your fantastic analysis. We'll miss them, won't we? Certainly will. (laughs) And of course, we will miss the company of you as well. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in with us every week. Uh, And of course, that does conclude the 21-22 campaign. It has been quite a roller coaster. But as always, we march on and we look forward to seeing you right here on the final whistle and Saints Live next season. Bye for
0: now. See you next season.